The Real Estate Sessions is sponsored by AdWorks. AdWorks makes digital advertising brilliantly simple. Choose your zip code and build your brand. Enter an address and promote your listings. Or upload your list and stay top of mind with your sphere of influence. And if you go to adworks.com slash billrisser, you'll do more than just build brand awareness or nurture your network. Right now, you get to save 15% off your purchase, and I get to send 10% to the Colon Cancer Alliance, an organization that means a great deal to me. That's www.adworks.com slash billrisser. We exist to advocate on behalf of realtors and their clients and provide member benefits to help our members prosper. So as a whole, whether it's at the local, state, or national level, you know, we're trying to make sure that good legislation is passed that helps our members keep their hard-earned commissions in their pocket and they're not overtaxed. Uh, we're you know, we try to ensure that harmful legislation does not pass, hurting the property um, ownership rights of others. Welcome to the Real Estate Sessions and join industry leaders as they share their stories and offer tips and advice to real estate professionals. Now your host, Bill Rissa of Chicago Title, Arizona. It is a pleasure to introduce our guest for episode 52 of the Real Estate Sessions podcast. It's Janet Kane, CEO of the Southeast Valley Regional Area Association of Realtors, or SEVRAR for short. Janet's been with SEVRAR for just over four years now and came to the Valley of the Sun from the great state of Washington, where she had been with the Washington Association of Realtors for, I think, about 20 years. Um, Janet, welcome to the Real Estate Sessions podcast. Thanks so much for inviting me, Bill. It's a great honor, and I love sharing about SEVRAR. Cool. Well, let's start with a little bit more about you first. I believe you grew up in the Northwest, right? I did. Uh, In fact, uh, prior to coming to Arizona, I had not lived uh, outside the Northwest uh, except for a very short stint in Palo Alto. I was born in Washington and then moved to Oregon when I was three. Um, And we moved around a bit, so I saw a lot of Oregon. Now there are there are two different sides to Oregon, right? Is it kind of like Washington, where there's the the, the coast and then the inland parts a little bit different? Correct. Yeah, yeah I mostly lived in the west uh, west side. So um, Eugene Corvallis uh, ended up in a, a little tiny town of Glide, Oregon, uh, where I went to junior high and high school. It's funny. There's a there seems to be this little trail between the desert and the northwest. It happens a lot, right? The snow. There's a big snowbird <laughs> contingency. But tell me, what do you, what do you miss most um, about you know home? We'll call it. And and what's the one thing you're happy you left behind? <laughs> Give me each one of those. Okay. So when people ask me that, I have to say the one thing that I miss uh, would be my son who still lives there and is going to school and uh, friends, uh, you know, longtime friends. But other than that, um, I absolutely love the desert. I love palm trees. I love waking up in the sun, you know, every day. And so there's just really not a lot I miss. Yeah, that family part's tough. Uh, so I get that totally. So you you weren't a fan of rain and stuff, isn't that? <laughs> no, in fact, it's kind of funny with the, I love to be able to, you know, down here you can look out and see for miles. And in Oregon and Washington, growing up with huge pine trees, huge mountains, all that, which is beautiful, but it's just very claustrophobic uh, to me. And it was funny because moving here, 
after growing up in the Northwest my entire life, I just felt like I was home. And it's amazing to tell my friends back in Washington that, but it's true. For nearly all of our guests, um, a career in the real estate industry really wasn't a priority growing up or while, while in college, for that matter. So I'm going to ask you that question. Was this always your goal? Was this your dream to be you know, involved in real estate? <laughs> <laughs> no, not even a hint. Uh, my mother was a first grade teacher. And when I was growing up and going to school, it was just kind of a foregone conclusion that I was going to be a teacher. Uh, I did follow that path, attended Oregon State University, graduated with a degree in English education, and actually taught junior high and high school uh, for a couple years before I moved to uh, back up to Washington State. What kind of was the trigger that got you into the, I'm assuming it was at the association level even back then, is that true? Yes. Yeah, so when I moved to Washington at the time, I needed to get my teaching certificate uh, to teach in Washington coming from Oregon. And so I decided to accept a three-month temporary position at the Washington Realtors. And uh, 21 years later, I was the temp that wouldn't leave and right. <laughs> realized that this is a great career. Um, along the way, it was kind of fun because I've done a lot of training and facilitating, so I've been really able to use that teaching background uh, in, in the various positions that I've held. Were you always at uh, the Washington Association of Realtors? Did you ever work at the local level as well? I did not, other than... Um, as part of my job for uh, the state association, I did a lot of outreach to the local associations, worked with the, the uh, local AEs there. Uh, I worked on helping them with their professional standards courses. Um, I facilitated a lot of the strategic planning uh, work around the state, um, worked on local and AE uh, leadership training. So it really helped uh, give me the opportunity to see uh, what life was like at the local level and the challenges that are faced uh, by the AEs on a day-to-day -day basis, which was really helpful in transferring here to a local level. Right. I was. I would. My next question would be that had to be a huge help for you uh, coming into, we'll call it uh, the local level, but a, a rather large, you know, local association. <laughs> that is true, uh, and I will say that it did give me the insights. Although, uh, you know, the feet on the ground and actually coming in and working with uh, the staff and having members uh, coming to the office on a day-to-day -day basis and calling and asking the questions. Things like you know dues collections and taking classes and all those things, uh, it's quite different from the state level. But uh, yeah, the the insights they did gain uh, definitely helped me as as well as the friendships because I could call on uh, one of my former colleagues and say, hey, what's going on here and how do you, right. <laughs> how do you do you know, answer right. the question? So. Well, let's talk about some of the biggest differences then between the states because, you know, every state handles real estate their own way. Um, how, how do you compare or contrast Washington and Arizona? You know, um, as a whole, I think that the industry is, is very same. I mean, we're, you know, you're both under the National Association of Realtors guidelines for the realtor organizations, at least. Uh, some of the differences um, I know it was a surprise when we came down here. My husband uh, is a realtor, and so one difference, we were very surprised when we arrived um, on some of the 
things that affiliate companies were allowed to do on behalf of agents and brokerages. Whereas in Washington, some of those things were already prohibited. Now that, you know, CFPB and all those things are coming into play here and, and everybody's much more aware, um, all of, obviously we're catching up and, and those differences are, are going away. But that was one difference. Um, education and some of the ADRE rules uh, regarding education are different. Um, Washington State allows licensing reciprocity with other states, whereas in Arizona there is no reciprocity. So for a new real estate agent coming in or a broker coming from one state, they have to start from ground zero uh, and start all that education process over again. Right. Uh, the other thing that was different are just the educational offerings. Um, Arizona tends to be more directed around the legal aspects of the industry. Um, and as our education director says, it's kind of vanilla where you have, for instance, an agency class, but everything, uh, the content is all required. Um, you know, and other, you know, you're talking about a forms or a contract class and everything, you know, there's requirements that are um, for that class. In Washington, uh, there was a lot more classes that are for um, CE or, or clock hours, as we call it there, that could be more about uh, running a business. So let's talk about the actual process. Because when John left, there had to be this. Um, was it? Was there a search committee that that goes out nationwide trying to find candidates for for the CEO position at Sevrar? Can you walk us through that? It's for me. That's just interesting to see how how do they find Janet in Washington to come down to to. The <laughs> Uh, well, it's not uncommon. Uh, yes, yeah, Severo did put a CEO search team together, and that team was made up of current leadership, um, past leadership. There was an armless uh, executive and then one of the large uh, brokers uh, with Severo that made up the team. And the team c compiled kind of their wish list for the new CEO, and then they hired a consultant to go out and do a nationwide search. Uh, I was actually made aware of the opening through my former boss, uh, who was the CEO for Washington Association of Realtors. Uh, he knew that I was ready to take on the CEO role, and, and so he passed along the information. Um, I was lucky enough. It was a very competitive position. Uh, there were some great candidates. I flew down. I met twice with the search committee. Um, I had a phone interview with the group, and then I was extremely fortunate uh, to eventually be selected to serve in the position. So um, I love working here. The staff are amazing. The leadership has really embraced change and growth, so it's been a great, great change. The world of the association, for me, not being a realtor, and a lot of the people that listen to this podcast are realtors, but some aren't. Explain to us, you know, who your boss is. <laughs> Because that, that, I find that fascinating, right? I've learned a lot more uh, doing some stuff with AAR. But you are hired by the members. Is that correct? Right. So every association is different, how they uh, set it up and who their CEO reports to. Um, for Sevrar, the CEO reports to directly to the board of directors. Okay. So the board of directors can hire and fire uh, the CEO. Um, and then, obviously, the CEO is working very closely with uh, executive committee, uh, which is a much smaller leadership group um, made up of the officers of the association, who really, um, you know, do the the uh, specific um, annual review of the CEO. 
So that's kind of that in a nutshell. But uh, once a CEO is hired, um, the CEO is really given um, the responsibility for the rest of the staff and hiring um, the uh, team to support the management of the association. So that's all your call at that point. That's the reason they brought you in was to um, create this organization that's moving down the path that, that they want to go, correct? Right, right. So, you know, what I've told a lot of um, our members, you know, you were the professionals in real estate. I've never been licensed. I've never been uh, had a career in real estate. You were the trained educated professionals in real estate. My background and my training in the last 25 years is in association management, and that's why you hire me. Awesome. Awesome. That's a great way to put it. So let's let's talk about Sevrar. It is, I think it's one of the biggest associations in the country. Am I correct with that? It is. In the NAR world, uh, we have, um, we are considered a mega board, uh, and that's any association that's over 7,000 members. Uh, uh, Sevrar currently has over 11,000 members, wow. and we are the largest local association in Arizona and currently the 14th largest in the nation. So that's quite an accomplishment and something that we're very proud of. You know, some of the challenges you face <laughs> with a mega association versus, and then maybe the, is the average size of an association somewhere down in the, around 1,000? Um, I wouldn't... I would guess, you know, and just knowing the peer, my peers, peer groups around, um, I would say that, yes, more like 1,000, 1,200 um, might be a, a medium, but there are great numbers that are under 500 members. Wow. And, and associations around the country, if I'm right, isn't it just under 1,000, somewhere in that range? Uh, there were about 1,400. I'm not sure where they're at today because I know that there have been a, uh, quite a few mergers the last couple okay. of years. What do you see as the association's primary role for its members? So when I look at the association, uh, I can't help but see all three levels of the association. So your local, state, and national. And we exist to advocate on behalf of realtors and their clients and provide member benefits to help our members prosper. So as a whole, whether it's at the local, state, or national level, you know, we're trying to make sure that good legislation is passed that helps our members keep their hard-earned commissions in their pocket and they're not overtaxed. Uh, we're, you know, we try to ensure that harmful legislation does not pass, hurting the property um, ownership rights of others. Um, you know, very big things at the federal level, protecting the mortgage interest deduction and ensuring that a 20% down payment doesn't become mandatory. All those things that, you know, that have um, potential to drastically halt or, or change the real estate industry. So that's really what we do at those three levels. In regards to benefits, um, as far as Sevrar, uh, we try to offer the highest level of educational opportunities for our membership. Uh, we actually include it into the membership dues for CE credit so that it's not uh, another extra surprise on top of their dues. Uh, we also uh, partner with our affiliate members um, to provide services that our members can take advantage of at a discounted rate. Uh, we provide a lot of networking opportunities, partnering with other organizations, and uh, just to ensure that all our members, you know, no matter what their field of expertise is, whether it's commercial or property management, um, or residential, that they find value and have a benefit of belonging to the association. What's the biggest challenge facing you and your team uh, in 2016 as we even move into 2017? 
<laughs> well, it's really tough to pick one challenge, but uh, Sephora just purchased uh, some land and we are moving. So uh, we are in the midst of planning, working with architects, contractors, etc. And uh, that's going to take a, a great deal of work. Specifically for 2016, and Sevrar is not unique in this, but every association is required to ensure that 100% of their members complete the required Code of Ethics course by December 31st, 2016. So when you have 11,000 members, uh, that's quite a challenge. Um, right. But we are on a great path. Uh, we only have about 1,700 members to go. Um, and that's a few to sit between now and the end of December. Uh, so we are just trying to be very creative, flexible, uh, and do whatever we can to accomplish that task. So I'm guessing there'll be a lot of those ethics courses over the next few months at Sevrar, so you're saying, right? There are. There are and will be, yes. That's cool. Um, let's talk about the new building for a second. You brought that up. I'm very excited about that. Um, I mean, Sevrar is in an older building. We all know that. That's It's been there for a long time. Is there anything you can share with us about what we can expect in the new space? Well, the things I can tell you, because again, we are still in the very beginning of design and all that. So there's really uh, none of the, the specifics that are, uh, nothing set in stone. I will say that obviously um, the location is in Chandler right off of uh, 202 and uh, Cooper. And so we're very excited about the new location. It'll be very easy access uh, to the building. Uh, the We have taken into consideration and we actually uh, sent an email out to all our members inviting them to uh, comment and to provide us with their wish list. Uh, we hope that our uh, new building will be able to facilitate uh, and en encompass as many of their wishes as, as possible. Uh, so we're looking uh, at, uh, I can say we're looking at a, a little bit larger area for a conference center. Nice. And uh, as well as um, some additional meeting space for our members to be able to enjoy. Excellent. Well, I can't wait. I know it's a couple years out, but it's uh, for a guy that lives in Power Ranch. I'm very excited about your new space. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we're very excited too. You know, a lot of the guests on the on the podcast are realtors, and there a lot of them are heavily involved in the the local, state, and national levels with the uh, different associations. And can you talk about how important that volunteerism is to uh, the success of, of of an association like Sevrar? Oh, absolutely. You know, we, uh, Bill, we are so fortunate to have a tremendous volunteer base. And I think it's tremendous because we do offer so many meaningful uh, programs and events to get involved with. Um, our membership staff have even told us uh, when they're processing uh, transfers uh, in the office that members have said, yes, we're, we want to be in a part of Sevrar because you have so many ways in which we can connect and get involved. So um, some of the things that we've offered, um, we've got everything members interested in charitable events, um, such as our Festival of Trees, which actually made the news station uh, this last year. Mm -hmm. um, you know, they can get involved with our community outreach. If they want to be a liaison to a city or a town council and politically, they can start, you know, they can get involved with government affairs. 
uh, with fundraising and focusing on raising investments for uh, RAPAC, which is the uh, Realtors of Arizona Political Action Committee, um, they can get involved with that. Uh, our YPN, uh, Young Professionals Network, has just taken off and they've had some amazing events. So people that are wanting to get involved with the uh, YPN group encouraging the younger generation of, of realtors to get involved. That's a great way to plug in. Uh, we also started a Global Business and Alliances Council network, and so members who are focusing on international clients, it allows them to plug in and meet other um, agents that are also, you know, uh, working with global clients and uh, share ideas. Um, and. Another opportunity is to apply for our leadership program and learn uh, more leadership skills so that they can uh, take those leadership skills, use them in their personal lives as well as their business lives, uh, and we hope uh, eventually uh, use it to be a better leader uh, for the organization. So those are just some of the ways in which our members plug in and get involved, and they do so much for the, the um you know, the communities in which they live, everything from veterans to uh, helping homeless to feeding homeless. There's just not a day that I don't hear a great story about somebody who, uh, one of our members that's uh, doing good work. Tell me your favorite part about being the uh, AE of Sevrar. <laughs> uh, you know what, there's, there's so many, but uh, really what brings joy to me is having the opportunity and the ability to provide opportunities for our staff and our members to grow uh, personally and professionally uh, and then just sitting back and watching them go. Uh, over the past four years, uh, two of our staff members, um, Tanya and Wendy, have earned their um, RCE designations. That's a Realtor Certified Executive designation. Uh, Wendy Austin just earned her Certified Association Exec um, Executive designation. That is a huge designation and a lot of props for her. Um, you know, three have earned their ePro designations. Uh, one has earned, um, earned a certification in uh, human resources, and one is working on an accounting degree. And for all the realtors out there, they know what those designations are. They understand the value of, of learning and being the best. So that's exciting that our staff are growing and continuing to grow. As far as our leadership program, we have graduates now that are filling our board of director positions and our committee chair positions and going on to do things, great things in their community and leadership uh, positions. So it's just, that's what brings me um, joy, is just looking and watching and sitting back and, and watching these people become more confident and strong, uh, their strong desire to get back to the association. As I often tell our leadership program, it's like I feel like the mom and, you know, there's nothing better than watching your kids grow and succeed. That's great. I like that. Let me, um, I've had you for about a half hour and that's what I, I asked of you. So I'm going to wrap up with the same question that I ask every single guest. So the question is, what's one piece of advice you would give a new agent just getting started? I understand this is a career. Your clients deserve to have an educated representative Take classes, get your GRI, and take Sevrar's Open for Business series. Awesome. Janet, if somebody wants to reach out to you, what's the best way for them to get in touch with you? They can call our office at the, uh, or uh, my email. Uh, happy to provide that. It's J K A N E 
at sevrar.com. Janet, thank you so much for taking time out of your day. And uh, I know I kind of pushed this on you kind of quickly. So thank you so much for being a part and being the first uh, local AE to be on the uh, podcast. Thanks for having me, Bill. It's great. And thank you for listening to the Real Estate Sessions podcast. New episodes are released every Tuesday. Let your family friends know about it. And don't forget to subscribe on iTunes or Stitcher. And if you have a chance, leave a rating and review. That always helps. Once again, thank you so much for listening. You've been listening to The Real Estate Sessions with Bill Rissa of Chicago Title, Arizona. Please subscribe to our podcast on iTunes and tell your friends about The Real Estate Sessions as new episodes are published weekly. Thank you.